0: Good morning, church. Good morning, church. David Army. David Army. Thank you. I am Lieutenant Esther. Please help me celebrate our papa and our mama, Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mildred, for this wonderful opportunity to bring God's word to you today. Is that how you celebrate your papa and your mama? Thank you. Also, I'd like to give thanks to the leadership of Preserved Generation and, of course, our generals from David's Army. Please help me celebrate them. Thank you. I'd like to start this morning by telling you a story that I know a lot of you may have heard, so please indulge me. The United States... Had just been discovered as a land of opportunity. And a certain man decided that he wanted to jackpot to the US, just like a lot of us are jackpoting to Canada today. So he sold all that he had and bought the ticket to travel. And he couldn't afford to buy food. So his friend asked him, How do you intend to feed on the journey? And he told his friend that he had already bought some crackers and that he would stay at the bottom deck of the ship so that he wouldn't go near the cafeteria and get hungry wow so the journey started and he did as he had told his friend he stayed at the bottom deck of the ship consuming crackers um it was supposed to be a 14 day journey so on the 12th day of the journey the captain announced that a certain wind had thrown the ship off course and that they would need another seven days to get to their destination. This means that our dear friend would have an extra nine days of a crackers-eating punishment. I wonder how he would have survived that. So on the 21st day, he decided to go up to the cafeteria. Since the journey was almost over anyways, he had nothing to lose, just to see what the place was all about and on his way to the cafeteria he met with the captain of the ship and the captain asked him sir where have you been we haven't seen you at the cafeteria all through the journey have you not been hungry or did you not like the food that was served and the man replied no it's not that i didn't like the food and of course i was hungry but i couldn't afford to buy food so i decided to avoid the cafeteria altogether the captain was shocked and he told him, Sir, so you didn't know that every single thing that you would have consumed on this journey had been paid for on the ticket you bought to travel. Wow. I'm sure the food the man would have consumed on that last day. It would, have, it would have made up for everything he had missed. So this story just goes to show me that it's one thing for God to do something for us. But if we are not aware of it, it is just as good as if he did not do it. A lot of Christians go through life eating crackers. Meanwhile, God has already prepared a feast for you. In that feast, there's jollof rice. There's fried rice. There's umkwobi. There's amala. Whatever your favorite food is, you name it, it's there. Also, in that feast, there's long life. There's prosperity, there's a good marriage There's godly children So please don't go through life eating crackers When you have a feast Hosea 4.6 tells us It says My people are destroyed For a lack of knowledge This means That God's people are not destroyed Because of their village people Or because of bandits Or terrorists Or unknown gunmen or kidnappers, or even Nigeria's economic depression. God's people are destroyed because they do not know who they are and what God has done for them. This is why our focus for this year's Children's Day service is DNA, our identity in Christ. And the questions we are asking you today are, do you know who you are? Do you know what God has done for you? What God has placed inside of you? Do you know how powerful and how wonderful you are? And if you do, what are you doing with that information? Are you still going through life begging God and begging people for what he has already done for you? Are you going through life wishing you were someone else and not the powerful and wonderfully made individual that God has made you? Are you allowing your past experiences, past mistakes, and maybe even people's opinions of you to define who you are? These are the questions that I trust that God would give answers to us today. Hallelujah. So, when we talk about DNA, let's quickly go back to biology. Oh, I can already see some of you cringing in your seats at the thought of biology because you didn't like biology in secondary school. But don't worry. We just want to give you a background definition of what DNA is about. According to Dr. Francis Collins, you can think of DNA as an instructional script or a manual that is embedded in the nucleus of a living cell. Science students, I'll say hello! Hello! <laughs> so your DNA contains all the information that makes up an organism. Every trait and feature that you notice on an organism has a written code in the DNA of that organism. And DNA stands for d ribonucleic Thank you. I'm sure this may be a little too scientific for some of us. And truth is, a lot of us don't like to mix science with religion. But I don't know how to tell you this without actually saying it. Our God is a very scientific God. Hallelujah. So, every child's DNA is an equal contribution from the father and the mother of the child. I'm sure with this you can understand the Nollywood actor you, Edoche's Conundrum. If you know, you know. If you are seated here today, your DNA is an equal contribution from your father and your mother. And this, describes, this determines your physical features and sometimes even your behavior. It's the reason we describe the salvation experience as being born again. Which means you have been given birth to again by God. You are not just a normal human being. You are supposed to look like your father in every way, in every shape, and in every form. Because your father can heal, because you have his DNA, you can heal as well. Because your father is a giver, you can give as well, because you have his DNA inside of you. Praise God. Projector, please give me John 10. Verses 30 to 35. Okay, I'm reading from the NKJV translation. Thank you. So I'm reading. This was Jesus speaking. He says, I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of these good works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are gods. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, So, if you want to follow me, I'll give you you, um, a, a, so I'll just describe what the scripture was about. So, Jesus had told the Pharisees that he and God the Father were one. That was a very bold statement to make back in the day. So, the Pharisees picked up stones to stone him. And he replied by quoting Psalms 82 verse 6. He said, ye are gods, all of you who are children of gods. And he ended the scripture by saying that scripture cannot be broken. And it's not going to start with you. Meaning that you cannot undo your godlikeness. You cannot undo it. It's in your DNA. You cannot remove your DNA. It is in you. That is mommies, uncles, aunties transformed nation, David's army preserve generation if you are seated here today your DNA, your human DNA is an equal contribution from your father and your mother while your spiritual DNA is a combination from God the father Jesus and the Holy Spirit that is what is in your DNA hallelujah, is somebody here with me today? It's the reason why you see a child that doesn't look like his father. One of the many first things you will hear is, let's go for a DNA test. So ask yourself today, say it in your heart. Do I look like my father? Do I look like my father? Do you look like your father? Or do we need to conduct a DNA test to confirm that you are actually a child of God? If that is the case, then there's a problem. If we need to actually check to notice that you are born again, then it is very worrisome. Like I said before, you are supposed to look like your father. Hallelujah. You should reflect the image of God. Praise God. So, now that we know that we have the DNA of God... And we are supposed to look like our father. Let's take a look at God so that we know what to expect in us. Firstly, you are a creator. You are a creator. The very first thing that we see about God in Genesis 1-1 is that he is a creator. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created, highlighted words, created have the heavens and the earth you have creative abilities inside of you i see a lot of christians saying things like i'm not intelligent i'm not i'm not that smart hello god your father is a creator so you are a creator you are intelligent you are smart you are creative you are innovative if God your father is a creator, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, please scratch that. Because God your father is a creator, there's no if in the statement. God your father is a creator, and so you are a creator. Somebody say that with me today. God, my father, is a creator. So I am a creator. Say it like you mean it this time around. God my father is a creator. So I am a creator. One more time, say it. God, my father, is a creator. So I am a creator. Come somebody celebrate God for that understanding. Next up is Lieutenant Emmanuel, and he'll show you more about what it means to have the DNA of God inside of you. Thank you.
1: Good morning, church. Lieutenant Emmanuel here. So, I'm very. I don't want to say this. But let me just ask. How was the biology class? Anybody? If you can tell me what DNA stands for, I might buy a t shirt for you. Might. Lieutenant Esther told us that firstly, you are a creator. Can I hear somebody say that? I am a creator. I am a creator. Secondly, you are a conqueror. I believe we all know what First John 5 verse 4 says. Every God-born person conquers the world's ways. The conquering, per- conquering power that brings the world to his knees is our faith. And the person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So church, know that the power of your victory is tied to your DNA. And your DNA is tied to the fact that you have received Christ. And the nature of God is imparted in your spirit. Church. so when you go against life, you don't just go against life just hoping for victory. You go against life with the assurance that the life of Christ that you have inside of you is your hope of victory. And just like in DCC, we are wired to win. We experience 100% victory, 100% of the, 100% of the... Thank you. So please say with me, God my Father is a conqueror. So I am a conqueror. And thirdly, you are a life giver. God our Father, in Romans 4, 17, is described as the one who gives life to the dead and calls things that be not as though they are. Jesus also told us in John 6, verse 63, that the words that he spoke were spirit and life. Now, we know we have this DNA of God inside of us. So this means that my words impart life to anything, anything that is dead anything that is deficient anything that is sick or anything that is weak no wonder proverbs 18:21 tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue so church nothing should die around you anymore you can't be a life giver and your business is dying you can't be a life giver and your children are sickly speak life into them and last but not the least you are a god you are a god. Now I know this may be confusing to a few of us, but we hope to clear things. What does a lion give birth to? What does a goat give birth to? And in the same vein, God can only give birth to a god. Church, see, okay. Give me Psalms eighty-two verse six. It tells us that you are God. You are sons of the most high. So, as a God, even in the natural, you are superior to the natural. As a God, you speak to situations and they change, and they have no choice but to listen to you. Because guess what? You are a god. So, somebody please stay with me. I am a god. I am a god. You are not talking like god, though. Thank you. Thank you, my people. Please know that this DNA inside of you doesn't function only on Sundays. You can't pick up the DNA on a Sunday morning and drop it after service. Who you they impress? The DNA cannot be left at home. It's a part of you. Church, please know that there is a war going on out there every single day on your battle. The war between your flesh and your spirit. You cannot feed both. If you feed both, if you feed one. The other must suffer this is why also everything that we do matters to god the words we speak what we listen to what we do they all matter to god god doesn't just want to be the head of your spiritual life it's not only when you're praying when you're reading the word when you're kabashing that he wants to be the head of your life he wants to be the head of every area of your life The way you see yourself should be influenced with the understanding that you have the DNA of God inside of you. It's not just for show. PJ, please give me Psalms 139, 13, and 14. Psalms 139, 13, and 14. together for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made can somebody say they are fearfully and wonderfully made the next line says your works are wonderful I know that full well how many of you know that God's works are wonderful you are God's work You are his handwork. Hmm. Most creatives in the house know that something you do with your hands, it's different. It's different. You need to know that God needed your structure, your body, your figure, your physique, and most importantly, your sex or gender. Hmm. If you are listening to me and you wish you were a different gender, or you find yourself having a wrong sexual orientation, Please know that this is completely out of character. You are not a mistake. Can somebody say that with me? I am not a mistake. I am not a mistake. Isaiah 64 verse 8 shows us that God is not only our father from whom we get our DNA from. He is also our potter and we are the clay. Hmm. Sorry. God cannot make a mistake and He's not starting with you. You were formed. You were shaped. You were, you were molded by his hands. Church, you weren't made in God's confusion. You were made in his conclusion. Hmm. Did somebody get that? Or should I say it again? You weren't made in God's confusion. You were made in his conclusion. Romans 8.19 tells us... Don't worry, I'm wrapping up. Calm down. Some of you are tense. <laughs> Romans 8.19 tells us that the whole creation is waiting desperately for your manifestation, the IT industry, the fashion industry, entertainment industry. Every mountain of influence is waiting for you to start acting like the God that you are. And it begs the question, how can I live like a God on earth? Very simple. Firstly, by fixing your eyes constantly on the word of God. In this kingdom, we become by beholding. Second Corinthians 3.18, it tells us that as we behold the glory of God, we are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Church, the more time you spend beholding God in the place of prayer and the word, the more you become like him. The more time you spend in God's presence, the more you become like him. You no pass like that. And secondly, secondly, like behaving like God our Father. Church, Ephesians 5 verse 1 tells us that therefore be imitators of God as dead children. God God needs us to behave like him in everything that we do. Jesus came down to show us how the father behaves, how the father loves, how the father heals, how the father provides, and also how the father hates sin because of what he does to us. So decide today to treat people the way you know Jesus would have treated them and you would be expressing this DNA of God that is inside of you. But if you are here today and you have not given your life to Christ, To express this DNA of God is going to be hard. Sorry, scratch that. It's going to be impossible. So when the altar call is made, please respond. Because this is where your journey with Christ and where you can begin to express this DNA of God inside of you begins. So now I ask that you indulge me by saying these words. God, my father, is a creator. So I am a creator. God, my father is a life giver so I am a life giver God my father is a conqueror so I am a conqueror God my father is God so I am a God scratch that, let's try again God is my father so I am a God so I am a God God. have you been blessed this morning
2: (laughs) cannot exhibit the life and the nature of god if you are not born again so if you are here and you'd like to start this journey please just raise your hand where you are if you notice i'm not going to ask you to close your eyes because it's a proud thing lie on the bone goats so if god isn't ashamed you have no business being ashamed it starts with now so if you're in the building and you want to give life to christ just raise your hand where you are you don't need to come forward just raise your hand where you are and I will give you a slip anybody in the building this morning anybody in the building this morning Praise God. Praise God, somebody. I, I said, praise. Are you angry? Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to be here. First of all, can we put our hands together for the teenagers and the children? So I'm here for just a couple minutes this morning. Um, my name is Maya. I'm the pastor of David's Army. Um,